Hello, I'm Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So this, this is going to be really weird because I know a lot more about you than you know about me. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Ethan's been talking. Come on. I bet he has. So this is episode 25 of Ketchup Cast. It's our quarter-life crisis, I've decided is what we're going to call it. Hmm. Um, right. And it's also our first episode to feature uh, a guest from the future. From the future? Oh, yeah, uh, it's currently about 11 a.m. here. Danny, what time is it for you? Uh, it's just gone past four in the afternoon. The oh, future? okay. What's wow. the future like, Danny? Also, <laughs> Danny, would you like to introduce yourself to the, the listeners? And to... Yeah, uh, I'm Danny. I'm on the other side of the world. I'm from the future, technically. Um, not much to it other than that. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. So, Danny's our second ever guest on the show. Um, Danny, you and I worked at, at camp together this summer. Uh, that's true. Uh, Isaac's also a camp guy, so we've all got that in common. Uh, but I was wondering, you you have sort of a cool story for how you got into our show and sort of how you the process of you listening to it. I was wondering if you might want to tell us that story. Uh, yeah, so me, Ethan, and another counselor, Morgan, we uh, we ended up winding up in the, the biggest cabin at camp, which is a giant two-story uh, cabin. Uh, and we were in charge of, what, how many boys were in there? Too like, many. Like 18, something like that? Yeah, about 18 boys between the three of us. Uh, and so we... Oh, no, it was more than that, more. wasn't it? Anyway. It must have been more than that, yeah. Um... But there's a lot of boys, and the boys' council ratio was ridiculous, and they were all teenage boys, like, 13 to 17 Classic. The worst age. The worst age to exist, you could argue. Um, <laughs> um, there. Me and Ethan fell into the role of, well, me, Ethan, and Morgan fell into the role of the Hemlock Dads, and so we ended up spinning it into an imaginary sitcom where the three of us were uh, stand-in dads for these... Up to 18 bunches, boys. <laughs> what do we call it? Hemlocked and Loaded, right? That was the title? Hemlocked and Loaded was the first season, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> what it got several uh, consistent reboots afterwards. <laughs> uh, one of which was, was Hemlost. Uh, I moved out of Hemlock. It was very sad. Yeah. Uh, and Morgan and Danny had to turn to another, another Ethan to sort of fill that void. Mm. Which came in the form of Ketchup Gas, right? Mm-hmm. I'm imagining like a Fuller House situation. It was very much like, like that. like Uncle Joey and like, you know, this, you know. But picture like three. Three dads. Three Danny Tanners. <laughs> all of whom sort of, but the different personalities of Danny Tanner. <laughs> nice. So we, we, we would we would herd these boys and, and we call, what do they call it? The dad power yell or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, so if we needed the guys downstairs, we'd sort of. Assemble and all, all at once. Boys, downstairs now! And there's this, this powerful echo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was hoping... Oh, could... then, uh, later on down the line, bit of a humble brag, but when me and Ethan got accidentally promoted, and then it became the uh, the village head team yell. And I think one time we both managed to pull off and we screamed like the same thing down the field, and it was like the most powerful I've ever seen. <laughs> and the earth shook and the ground shattered. It was... It was terrifying to behold <laughs> uh, yeah. but you described it danny as uh, the show as sort of getting to know someone before you met them yeah it was quite bizarre so when ethan moved out of hemlock and we had the the gritty spin-off 
Uh, me and Morgan would listen to the podcast a little bit. Well, I mean, it was mostly me. I listened to the <laughs> podcast just to like, fill the void because I was used to just Ethan being there all the time. Um, and so it was, it was really weird. So it was like, it was like Ethan talking about oh, this job at this camp and like years we like, well, you know, year before I even met him or like who he was. I was oh. like getting all these anecdotes and stuff of like, it's just weird. It's like, it's like someone else's diary, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is kind of interesting to listen to a podcast backlogged and like learn about somebody running up to right. them. I've never met anybody from a podcast before, so that's got to be exciting for you, Danny. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> there's also physical evidence you even exist. I've only heard your voice. It could just be Ethan's synthesized uh, noise generator. That's true. It's a real, a real thing. It'd be a pretty elaborate scheme. I feel like I do a lot of physical bits sometimes in like the, the anywhere that we're recording so I'll like set my coffee cup down or like the great know, bits bang on the table or something like that and you'd have to like make all of those up and like well it's it's all about them in. the human element of the podcast right yeah yeah so yeah. so you know the, I mean, the sipping how committed ethan is he would synthesize all that to make it seem like he has a real friend Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that really hurts. That's hard. I bet, but... I bet Ethan was like, oh, I'm going to get my friend on. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to have great synergy. We're just going to be me and Isaac just roasting Ethan for an hour. <laughs> to, to be fair, the show I'm, usually does turn into Isaac roasting me. I'm so game. Now Let's do it, man. Another person on my side. We'll just keep... Danny's got all the embarrassing stories of, of me falling in lakes over and over. I've got embarrassing stories about you too, man. We've got a lot of time together. <laughs> we do. Isaac and I have been friends... Uh, forever right it's, pretty much uh, oof, I'm trying to think probably like third or fourth yeah grade. it's been a long long time I feel like fourth grade was the first time I remember like intentionally sitting with you at lunch which and is like how old are you in fourth grade so that's how old are we in fourth grade you're uh, at six what so right. ten ten yeah so yeah what, what's that in, yeah what's that the Con- English equivalent convert that to metric form um, that would be year six year six okay so what's yeah we do wait, so many rough grades in years. <laughs> oh, because you count backwards now. No, that's the French. Oh, that's the French. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, really. <laughs> wait, what's what's year one then? How old are you in year one? Uh, let's see. Uh, ooh, uh, five. Is that six maybe? So that's like kindergarten. That's kindergarten. But how does that equate to year six? Because that would be year five then, if you count it with kindergarten. Do you get two kindergartens? Well, I mean, there's the overlap, isn't there? So you'll be, you have your birthday in the middle of the right. year, don't you? So, sure. Because you yeah. start it in the, at the end of summer. So, yeah, so year six, you're 10 or 11. And, yeah, so we have uh, kindergarten, we have reception. Okay. Which is like a semi-optional year before you go into actual school. Like pre-K. <clears throat> yeah, reception. Yeah. That's, okay. Sure, that makes sense. We have a similar um, thing. Uh, I think we also start. I think you you start school when you're like, f- yeah, five-ish. When do you guys start? About <clears> then <throat> too. Okay. Then there's then there's like pre-K, which is sort of preschool for younger. Yeah. Sort of how to build. I like intentionally avoiding the word kindergarten because it doesn't feel good saying it with an English accent. It's yeah, just like really. There's too many R's, I think. <laughs> yeah. Huh. There's a lot of words that only works with an American accent, and there's also a lot of words that Americans should never say and only works with an English accent. Like what? Oh, man, I can give so many examples. Uh, for example, <laughs> an English person should never say teeter-totter. Oh, yeah. 
There's way too many T's, and we pronounce our T's very harshly. Right, right. So, like, for you guys, it's just, it's just teeter-totter, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Wow, you did a really good American oh, accent. He's... That, was, that was great. Oh. Uh, so, when I was at camp, I'd actually pretend that uh, I was actually an American, and uh-huh. it was just, it was they had to keep up a diversity quota. So, I just pretend to do an English accent, so I pretend I was actually uh, foreign staff, just so... Because you know it's it's less expensive to fly them over. Sure. The kids are like, "Oh my god, that's blowing my mind." <laughs> kids are so stupid. Uh, wow, you can really turn it on and off. That's pretty. Oh, he'd do it. He'd go into town and do it. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. So apparently, Americans love the English accent because anytime you like walk into a shop or anything, people just cut you off mid sentence. You'd be like, "Oh my god, I love your accent." I mean, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Can I have a coffee now, please? Thank you." Cucumber Humber Batch or whatever his name is. Oh, Benedict Frumple Snatch. <laughs> that one. Uh, Dinerman Q- Q-tip. I don't have a... What? I struggle. Let's move on. Who let's is that? Move, no, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, My favorite bit of you doing your accent, your American accent in public, Danny, is is the uh, the cheers, mate. Oh, yeah. Mm. You're doing so, so well. Yeah, you tell me. I actually, I messed this up the first time, so I kept, like, experimenting with it, and every time I'd, like, talk to a stranger just, like, in town... I'd be like, oh, hey, how much does this cost? Just so I could, like, test it out. And then one time someone was like, I was like, hey, can you park here? And he's like, yeah, totally. I was like, cheers, mate. I was like, oh, no, Americans can't say either of those words. Cheers. And it just sounded awful. And I got the weirdest look ever. Because when Americans say cheers, they only do it when they clink glasses, don't they, right? Uh, I feel like I've said it before a few times. Have you? Yeah. Not to me. So it doesn't count. I don't know. I, you don't have a life outside of this podcast, I'll, I'll use the word mate as, like, a... Friend, friendly term. You're the only American who does that. Well, I I don't know. In the entire maybe, country, maybe, you're maybe the only one. Maybe that's wrong, but I feel like I, I've said that before. Yeah, but in Old Forge, New York. No, I, I mean, I, here's the thing. I've realized that in my life, I talk very differently. In the di- like, when yeah. I'm at school, I have a completely different voice and, like, lingo, mm-hmm. verbology that I use than when I'm at home. And then when I'm working at camp in the summer, it all changes. And so, yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. so I, I, I realize that I can like change around what I'm, what I'm saying. And cheers is one of the things you choose to. Yeah. I feel like that fits into my, uh, oh, I'll bleep it out. Oh man. Danny, you can't tell anyone what Isaac just yeah, said. Yeah. Now, you know, <laughs> that's like the running gig. It's a good thing I didn't hear you then. Oh, there you oh, go. There. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I don't have to... <laughs> I'll bleep it out, though. I don't have to erase your memory. Yeah. Um, with, with the memory eraser that we built just for this very... I was actually... I was thinking about that this morning. Like, oh, God, he's going to say it, and, and it's going to be out in the world. Oh, it's An okay. ocean away. Even if it is, it doesn't matter. But you should still be... I feel like I'm now. I didn't even hear what the word was. Well, I just said the school that I go to. Which is one of our oh, biggest... Oh, right. So now i got to bring out the old Charlie Brown trumpet and... Yeah. Drop it over. That's okay. But um, I feel like I say cheers sometimes. At, or mate. Say mate. Well, I mean, saying that, I just recently taught Ethan about TAR, so that's... Uh, oh, yeah, should we get a... a... That's probably something you guys haven't heard of. That's a very uh, northern English thing, uh, where instead of saying thank you, you say TAR. Huh. That's like, it's not really a big thank you, it's like something like hold the door for you. So it's like thanks, kind of? Yeah, yeah, but like more streamlined, I guess my sister i'm not we can't get a fourth guest on the podcast <laughs> ethan keeps on scheduling these phone calls i don't to, schedule my phone to calls. arrive as we're as we're recording it's probably important it's probably something she just wants to talk to me about not me and my two mates 
Uh, it doesn't we sound. Yeah, it's not great, is it? <laughs> I, I just keep working it out because when I was at camp, I'm so used to going and saying like, "All right, mate, you do this and this," and then a girl would be like, "What, mate?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, but <laughs> when you say it in your your accent, it sounds right. Mm. But we're walking around, cheers and ta, mate. Like it's not. That's true. We do have a pretty Buffalonian accent of like, we pronounce our A's pretty nasally. Because now that I'm in the, in the Midwest most of the year, mm. it's getting even worse because the vowels are even wider there. Oh, sure. So yeah. I'm talking like this a lot more. Like, it's, I'm you exaggerating. Got, you got clearly, vowels like a 16-wheeler. Like a 16-wheeler. <laughs> it's a 10-4 good, buddy. I've been wondering this. Why do you guys call them 16-wheelers when that is not 16 wheels? <laughs> or eight? is it an 18-wheeler? Is that the... I don't know anything about trucks. Or lorries. Yeah. What? Either way, there's still not that many wheels. How I don't many, know. How many wheels are there? Should we, should we Google it? We could answer yeah, this question. I mean, if you look at one, unless there's like secret wheels on the inside, I'm pretty sure there's no way near 16 or 18 wheels. There might there might uh, be secret wheels. I think, well, yeah, they're, they're like dualies. They're like double wheels yeah. on, on, on the trailer part. All right, 16-wheeler has been Googled. Why? I'll let you all. There are definitely not 16 wheels in this photo. I'm telling you. It's there a conspiracy. Are, there are 10 wheels in this photo. That, <laughs> what if there was 13? Thirteen. Oh, the cats are fighting. That's good. Because it's an odd number. Wouldn't that be funny? Apparently, it's just a generic word for truck. Huh. Which is. Well, who started this lie then? I want to know. I feel like semi is another one. It, they're all listed. But what does semi ref- like? It's. I don't know. What is semi short for? Semicolon. Well, no. Semi means like half. Semi truck. Yeah, that's, that's probably Latin, right? Probably everything's uh, Latin. Yeah. Going back, it's all. Hmm. We don't have this problem. We just call it a lorry. <laughs> yeah, where's that come from? from? Is it named after like a guy like Frederick Laurie or something? Clinton's Folly. <laughs> I don't have to Google this now. <laughs> why, why do the British call it a lorry? Uh, you guys have canals over there, yeah? Do you have canals? We're not going to Clinton's Folly. <laughs> Are your canals named after people? What like? You you heard us last week go off about this whole canal story. What what do you guys got so over there? Do you guys just not have canals? We oh we have canals. We, no, no, we, we have we very have, famous canals. We have the canal. The canal. <laughs> well, I mean, you could also argue the Panama Canal is the canal. Yeah, but have know. you have you heard of the Erie Canal? Is that something that's made its way across the ocean? The Erie Canal. The Erie Canal with one e. Like the Ovens Canal. No, like Erie, like like Lake Erie. No, can't say about it. See, it's not the canal. Have you heard of Clinton's fall? It's not a political thing. <laughs> uh, it does sound very political. It does sound very political. <laughs> well, it was political. It was hugely yeah, political. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not like, It's not political in terms of 2020, like... Yeah, it's not Hillary modernly Clinton. political, but... It's, it's named after there was a governor of New York. Welcome to New York State History <laughs> with Ketchikast. <laughs> with Mr. McAtee. Uh, so, DeWitt Clinton was the governor in New York, and he had the idea to dig a canal from Buffalo to Albany, uh, and basically connect... No, it's from Albany to Buffalo. Okay, from Albany to Buffalo. I'm, <laughs> I'm Buffalo-centric. Get it right. <laughs> uh, to connect the Atlantic Ocean to Lake Erie, and sort of make, make trading faster, because there was no train routes, there was no, uh, like, throughway at this point. Yeah. So, it... Basically connected to the Hudson, the Hudson went down to New York, and then the Great Lakes had their own big shipping route. The St. Lawrence Seaway. Well, that's like, but no, but that's what it is. Is you come down through the St. Lawrence and you come through the Great Lakes. Yeah. This is riveting, I'm sure, Danny. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it seems like digging a canal is incredibly difficult. Yeah, it's no fun, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but now it wouldn't be so bad. Uh, down there with a, a digger? I, wonder, I don't know what they're called. I wonder how many people died doing digging the Erie Canal. We could find out. Yeah, but let's not. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we estimate? Is this our new bit? We just guess the death toll of the Erie Canal. The classic catch Way more bit. people died in the Panama Canal, though. Well, yeah. Welcome to Fate's Podcast. I mean, we we did do that whole show on cremation. But, um, so, I, Danny, at camp, you worked at the, uh, the the climbing area. You did, like, challenge course stuff, high ropes. That course. is right. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared of where this is going. No, no, I, I'm just interested, because I've also worked in doing that for, uh, for a bit for the camp that I worked at before I moved on to what I do now. Is that something you do, like, in the off-season, like, not during the summer, or is that something you went to school for, or, like, how, how'd you end up doing that? Yes, this is, uh, this is something I was dreading because, uh, I've, I've been a, like, a climbing instructor for about three years now. Okay. Um, problem is, I don't do any climbing outside of work whatsoever. <laughs> so you know, there's people who are like, oh, you've been a climbing instructor for like three years? Like, uh, you know, what kind of roots do you do? Like, what kind of climbing do you do? But I don't. I don't do any, like, leisure climbing whatsoever. I'm just like... So I started... When I I left, I guess, what you guys call high school, when I turned 18. Sure. Because um, we have a law where you have to stay in education until you're 18 in some form. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I left... Col- well, what we call college, uh, 18, and then I, we sort of have, we don't really have summer camps in England, because uh, we don't have summer, uh, so <laughs> we have, the, the closest thing we've got is these, like, kind of activity centres, where you go and stay for, like, a week or two over summer break, uh-huh. and then, uh, it, it's basically camp, but, like, a lot more strict and not as fun, <laughs> in my experience. Uh, it's something I was trying to like, explain to Ethan when I first got to camp, and I like couldn't really put my finger on like the energy there. Yeah, and it was just so different to what I was used to. Um, and that energy is so, called uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> so these activity centers are, like the closest thing we have, and I went to those all the time when I was a kid. Huh. Uh, I just got sent away for like a few weeks at a time, uh, and it was literally like the best thing ever, and I loved it. And I was like, when I grow up, I want to be an instructor, and so. Uh, you know, when I turned 18, it was the first thing I did. I put my application and I went straight there. And nice. then I loved that. Did it for the first couple of years. And everyone was like, oh, man, he's going out to America. These camps are, like, amazing. Mm. So I went for it. It was a ridiculous amount of paperwork. Oh, that's the decision I made, I reckon. Nice. Now he's the premier high rope supervisor yeah. at Camp Gorham. Well, that's cool. That's my origin story. No, that's, that's awesome. So me and Ethan went out yeah, climbing the other story. day. Uh, so I... I so yeah, I do a fair about a fair fair amount of climbing outside of my summer. I hardly do any climbing inside of my summer now that I'm a, a canoeing guide. But the uh, but there, there's a new climbing gym in 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 Buffalo, and uh, I know Ethan isn't super adventurous when he's at home over breaks, but I decided to drag him over there. I wanted to go. It wasn't like you forced me. <laughs> You, no, you I know. brought this up a year ago, and I said that sounds fun, and we made plans to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And um, I don't know, you can, how, how was it? How, it was fun. It was because you got to do the high ropes at camp. Uh, well, that's the most high ropes I did at camp is when Danny bullied me into doing the flying squirrel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's what happened. You bullied me into doing it. Well, I mean, that, 
it's not that you're not adventurous. I think you just get heights. That is <laughs> that is sort of the big one. Yeah, and that was sort of the biggest hurdle I had when when doing the climbing at at the gym. You know, physically, obviously, I could I could climb. I was up right at the top, pretty much. Sure. But it was sort of mentally, I'd be like, oh god, I'm I'm a story in the air. Yeah. This is horrifying. I and I'd, I'd seize up, be like Isaac. Isaac, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. Oh God, Isaac, I can't. Because Isaac had to belay me. Because I really didn't belay much at all this summer. I belayed when Matt taught us, and Matt's an idiot. Mm-hmm. So that really didn't count as teaching. So I, Isaac did all the bouldering, and I did all the top rope. It was very yeah, it was great. I did. I've I've told my parents the story of hanging from one arm about six times. <laughs> I was I was down climbing from a bouldering section oh. and lost my footing and slipped and basically swung off the wall and was holding myself on by a single arm. It looked cool as hell. <laughs> I can't confirm that. Did it look cool as hell? Oh, you know, it was great. And I swung back on and, and made it. And it was awesome. I, I really wanted to do the, the dino, the dinette where you, like, go from one and, and jump. I would have died. <laughs> I would have actually, I would have been fine. They said an easier dino for, but you, you know, it would have been great. Maybe someday. Maybe <laughs> Work someday. up to it, you know. But, uh, no, it was really fun, and uh, it, a little bit simple. Do you guys have a climbing tower at, at camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Danny pretty much lives there. I, uh, at the end of the summer, I was up there for, like, basically a whole day at a time because we were doing drop-in things, and no sure. one turned up, so I just sat in my hammock in the <laughs> middle of the tower. Nice. You brought your hammock up there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's horrifying. I remember doing that, too, at, out. at the... At the camp that I worked at, yeah. Just hanging out. I'd be, bullet, I'd be, you know, clipped in and just hanging out in my hammock on top of the tower. So you guys are having a great... I was, I was at the waterfront, like, desperately trying to stop kids from capsizing their boats and <laughs> having to do six tea rescues in an hour. Uh, yeah. So it's... <laughs> camp life. Oh, it's great. Hashtag just camp things. Hmm. So Ethan asked me to gather some talking points. Oh, boy. Uh, I was thinking of doing the rapid fire. But uh, it's also very possible for these to digress into... We never digress here at KetchuCast. We'll stay on point, I swear. <laughs> Alright, so starting off with a really easy one. This is just a an A or B question, right? Okay. Yes or would, no? you rather, would you rather have lobster claws for hands or an elephant trunk for a nose? Lobster claw for hands. Yeah, I'm going to go with lobster claws too. Just wait. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Danny? See, I'd go for the elephant trunk because it wouldn't be able to eat cereal with lobster claws. I think you could. No, but you'd like you'd train, right? Like, you'd be able to figure it out. Maybe you wouldn't do it by the bowl, but maybe you'd like grab the box and just kind of <laughs> dunk it. I mean, on the other side of that, imagine how efficiently you'd eat cereal with an elephant trunk. That's also your... No, I guess it's not also... You wouldn't suck it through your trunk, you'd pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> they don't eat through their trunk. No, they, I thought they did for about a split second, and then they, I remember they have mouths, they, too. They'd pick things up with their trunk and put it in their mouth. I feel like our mouths aren't really, like, designed to be... Yeah, we... I, I think just as people, we'd need to, like, have bigger heads to support an elephant trunk. Yeah, your neck would get real sore. So you... Are you suggesting, like, redefining what it means to be to be human, so we're now, like, behemoth? All right, we... next question. Okay. <laughs> I thought digressions were okay. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? So, like, one meal or, like, oh, one God, specific dang. food? Uh, and, like, if being malnourished wasn't a factor. Sure. Uh, hmm. Pasta. Probably also pasta. No, because because you can... Pasta is such a broad category. Well, are, but, but are you limited... Like, I, I agree with you, but are we limited to one kind of pasta? Like, if I say 
you know, if I want pesto on one day, am I limited to pesto pasta the rest of my life? Mm, uh, I would say as long as you can order it as pasta, you're probably fine. I think, I think you'd be quite versatile with it. Okay, yeah. Than, than pasta. Because that's what I'm but going for. Something like sick of pasta. What's that? I mean, either way, you're going to get sick of pasta. I'd never, oh, I'd eventually. never get sick of pasta. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean... Um, hmm. I actually thought of a loophole for this one. Um, if you just say sandwiches, and then you can just smack a piece of bread on either side, <laughs> anything, you call it sandwich. Well, that, well, that brings up the existential question, <laughs> one that I've, I've raised on this podcast before, you know, on, it, on our last guest episode. Is it super sandwich? It, what, what makes a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, a hot dog's a sandwich. Yeah. That's my point. Ready for that. My point would be that you could say soup, and argue that pretty much anything is a soup. Cereal is a soup. Be uh, shitty soup. Pasta, if it's served in a bowl, is and a if you, soup. <laughs> if you cook it long enough. <laughs> ice cream? It's a soup, right? <laughs> you let you let ice cream melt, <laughs> it's a soup. What about like steak? It's a milk soup. What about steak? Uh yeah. well, something well, solid well. like that. That's not a soup. Then it's a sandwich. But you you're limited to one. That's <laughs> so, the whole point of the question. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, is Danny's loophole around sandwich could also be the same thing around soup. Yeah, because you could just get any food, smack it in a blender, and then put it in a bowl and say it's soup. Yeah, that does that does get, solve the steak problem. There you go. Okay. Steak soup. Sandwiches and soup are the are pelican the... soup. I don't want to do pelican. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. About. I know what you're talking about, Danny. Do you know pelican soup? Do you know that? Pelican soup. I really hope that isn't just blended up pelican in the <laughs> Oh, it's time. <laughs> don't get it away. It's, we don't have time to do a never tell on this podcast. <sighs> you you probably know these these, oh, these he, like riddle things. He made me leave. Like He pissed me off so much with one of these that I left the cabin for about 10 minutes <laughs> at one point. It was a good one. It was a good one, but it's stupid. What, which one was it? Danny, take it away. Are you sure? Isaac wants to know. Because I probably know I'll, the answer I'll, to it. I'll streamline it for you. Okay, so... The idea is I'm going to tell you about a place that I go shopping and you are going to tell me, you're going to ask me if something you can buy there or you can't buy there. Uh-huh. So basically, if I, if I go to the Naughty Naughty Market, um, I can buy grass and plants, but I can't buy a table. And so the idea is uh, me and you keep shooting back different things. I tell you what you can't buy until you figure out the rule for what you can and can't buy. Yeah. That kind of makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. At the Naughty Naughty Market. Put it in the name, but it took Ethan about an hour, maybe? It was not that long. It was like half an hour. It's in the name? It's in the name. But now you're telling us. Yeah, so say, uh, when I went to the Naughty Naughty Market, I could buy a wall and a brick, but I couldn't buy a stone. Huh. Or a house. These two things have to relate to each other. You cannot buy houses at the Naughty Naughty Market. Hmm. Uh, I mean, we could be here all day, because if this takes you half an hour as well, it's definitely going to... No, can uh, can I buy a table and some chairs? You can buy chairs. But not a table? Can I buy a carpet, but not a rug? Uh, You can buy a rug, but you cannot buy a carpet. Naughty Naughty. Naughty Naughty. Naughty what? Naughty Nado. Naughty Nado. Oh. Oh. I was so angry. E. I was so angry. So, you could buy Isaac, but you couldn't buy Ethan. Yeah. 
at the correct. Gotcha. Isaac has several years worth of these on me. Uh, Isaac's worked at camp a lot longer than I have. Oh, that's funny. I, I introduced the Badger one to camp last year. That was one of my goals. Yeah. Is this a Badger? Is that a Badger? Yeah, that's funny. Listen, if this is a Badger, yeah. is that a Badger? Nevertales weren't as big a part of this summer as they were the year before, which is kind of a bummer. I yeah. didn't mean to, that to rhyme. What do you, we call them never tells. Do you have a name uh, for them at your camp? Riddles, like, oh, so boring. Um, guessing games. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of them being called never tells before. They're just like puzzles or riddles. I yeah. Guess. Which I guess is what they are. Never tell implies, you know, there's a, it's like a secret. Yeah. Super sneak It sounds secret. like a political thing. The, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, they're not as big of a part of my summer as they used to be when I worked at the, the challenge course. Right. Um, yeah, because you... I'll I mean, break them out eventually, uh, you know, sometimes, but not not a whole lot anymore. Because what you do at camp's a little bit different than sort of what Danny and I do. Yeah, so instead of, like, living on property the entire summer and, like, going out and... Or no, instead of... Yeah, instead of living on property, I go out and take people out on trips... Um, in the wilderness area around camp. So instead of like, yeah, having all the activities planned out and doing what we're doing like right there, we kind of go on a little short expedition out, you know, in canoes and stuff and, and live out there for a week and then come back at the end of the week. So I'm kind of like all of the camp staff, <laughs> you know, I'm the only person that, that only staff member with these, this, this group of, uh, Boy Scouts. So a, a lot of the, uh, it's kind of all on me, right? Like I'm the health director. I'm the, the activities coordinator. I'm like, you know, the, the lifeguard and, you know, I have to do all of those things, the canoeing instructor. So for me, it's a lot more engaging. It's not like the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. when I really did enjoy working at the climbing tower and having that consistency and like really getting my systems down. But for me, what I do now is, really interesting because like every day is going to be completely different and there's a lot more i feel like problem solving um going into these these more logistically complicated trips and canoeing and and for me i get to teach a, a wider variety of skills and that's that's pretty fun hmm. sneezing cat. yeah you made that sound a lot more exciting than i could make camp it's uh, camp sounding <laughs> i made it sound more exciting uh yeah, yeah. Danny was not 100% on board the camp train when he first showed up. Oh, I love this story. So I I got back from the staff lounge when I was going to go to bed, and there's a new person in the cabin. I've never seen this person before. So I go over and introduce myself, and Danny says, like, oh, it's a different attitude than I was expecting. I said, oh, uh -huh. what do you mean? He says, it's a lot sillier. <laughs> I thought, well, that's what I love about camp. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, so I go to bed like, oh, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> How can you hate silliness? Like that's why I go to camp because I can just goof around all summer. Yeah. And now Danny's one of my favorite people. So. I don't know. It's it's the whole thing of like take your job seriously, but not don't yourself. take yourself seriously. Yeah. I feel like you you found your groove, Danny. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Camp was definitely an awakening for me. <laughs> me too. It was it was sort of I figured out how to be a person. I think because of camp. Yeah, it definitely definitely a pretty pretty awesome experience to. Uh, yeah. We got we got pretty sidetracked from my uh, yeah we did well that's that's the show super sandwich I don't, I don't know how we went from 
one meal for the rest of your life to this, but here we are. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we got our next question is, if you had to live in a set five-mile radius, where would you pick? So, like, there was a like an imaginary bubble created around uh, an area of just, like, a ten-mile diameter. Ten miles. Um, and you couldn't leave that for the rest of your life. Where would you want it to be? Ooh. Okay. So first, you're stuck in that one place. First off, place that has to have all four seasons, right? So it's got to be a place within the temperate zone, in which is going to be, you know, dynamic weather throughout the year. Second, so that's like criteria number one. So that, you're putting a lot more thought into this than that I That makes have, a pretty good, ba- like, that narrows out a lot of, of places. Second, it has to be a place with, with, uh, pretty high topographic difference. So, so you like, have stuff to do. There'd be a mountain mm-hmm. in there. There'd be like within those ten miles it has to be like from sea level up to as high as as high of elevation as it could be. Hell of a ten miles. But there's certainly places in the world oh, that, sure. that yeah. happen. Um, I think I think an ocean coast would probably might be cool but it would have to be like on the edge of the 10 miles like i don't know how that factors into the bubble thing but whatever um because i don't want my bubble to be taken up by ocean like yeah that kind of sucks as as much land as i can have but the uh (laughs) but anyways you know some some coast in there or even like a uh on the side of a, a a great lake or something um yeah, so those are my two criteria, and I feel like that would narrow it down enough that you could get pretty specific with that. See, I was thinking something like a college campus, because uh-huh. you'd have you'd have like a gym, right? Sure. You'd have some place to eat. Right. You'd have at least you know Denison's on a big hill, so I'd have some some. Ethan, the mountain is my gym. <laughs> okay. No, no, but but there you know there'd be places to live. There'd be a library. You know, there's there's. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but also like, when you're, you could bring those things in. When you're like 75, okay, this creepy 75 year old hanging around the car. <laughs> okay, campus well, still, maybe, like, maybe like a, a, a wooded mountainy area, somewhere like New Hampshire or something. Okay, yeah, the White Mountains. Cool. What about you, Danny? Um, you guys are thinking about this a lot more tactically than I was. <laughs> um, so we have this one place in England that's like the closest you can get to nice weather and like a decent place to live. Uh, <laughs> called Cornwall. And it's basically just like a like a beach sort of place. It's a it's very much a novelty for English people. And I just choose somewhere around there just because it has actual summer sometimes. Huh. And that's pretty much the uh, the only criteria I've got. I mean that's it's good to get away from the rain. Well, actually, hang on, wait. No, thinking about it, I'm only thinking of Britain. I'd probably choose somewhere in the other uh, the Adirondacks. There you go. Nice. That's pr- honestly that's probably where I end up, end up too. I just need some place that has like yeah no, yeah the Adirondacks would be a good choice too. They do have seasons and there's a big topographic dif- di- differentiation. A lot of places. All right. Kind of seems like we're all gonna end up in the Adirondacks. I can buy it. Nice. That's a good hey guys, question. Next question. All right. What's next? Okay. Uh, would you rather think everyone else smells like poop at all times, or everyone thinks you smell like poop at all times? I don't like this question. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, this is something you think, or that is actually happening? Actually happening. Oh, crap. Like, Literally. They, so you can't smell yourself, and everyone else can, and you smell like poop. Um, or, everyone else around you constantly smells like poop, except you. But only you think that. Oh, so, 
here's the thing. I, I think, think I'd, I'd ra- I personally would rather be the one that smells like poop. No, I was going to say the other way around. I don't want to smell it constantly. No, because because I feel like I can convince myself otherwise a lot easier than I can convince the rest of the world. See, I don't like to lie to myself, though. I like to be honest. <laughs> I think it's important to be, to be open who you are. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like, so me smelling like poop is going to affect me getting a job, right? But True. but everybody else smelling like poop is not necessarily going to affect me getting a job. I just have to get over it. Psychologically. You'd stop associating the smell with poop and you just think, oh, that's just how people smell. Exactly. That's my point. Totally. Uh, otherwise, yeah. if you keep on meeting new people no, you're throughout right. your life, which is right. definitely what you're going to do, every new person is always going to smell poop. Yeah. Smell you as poop. That's never going to change throughout your life. Yeah. Okay. You, but if it's just one person to change. You guys have swayed me. I think, yeah, I'd rather smell everyone else. I don't like that question. It's pretty shitty. <laughs> Alright, I've only got one more. This will be an easy one. Um, if you had the power to shapeshift into an animal at will, what animal would you choose? Okay, so some questions. If if somebody catches me shapeshifting, like, do I have to be stealthy about it? Or is this like a, a Marvel Universe where superpowers are out there and well known or like no, no, it's, it's, it's this universe you're the only person that can do it so you'd probably get like the FBI on you and whatnot yeah so probably like this hmm, probably like a coyote or, yeah a coyote that's just get out of the sink that's my guess is because see now Ethan has to go mess with his cat because getting in something but I think a coyote because coyotes are are both wilderness animals that are like out and not interacting with humans and i feel like that'd be a cool place to be but they also come into towns and interact with like you know there's a coyote walking down the street probably at night that that we just won't ever see so it'd be easy to make that transition into like you know in back into human society when i wanted to transform back but if i chose something like a bengal tiger or something like that cool as hell be cool as hell right but i'd have to stay pretty far away from humans you know? Well, it's also a factor of whether your clothes transform as well, or yeah. it's still a physical form, because then it'd be very awkward having to, like, find clothes again so you're just walking around naked. That's that's a good question. Yeah. Well, let's let's make a decision. Let's make a call on that right now. We're, we're I mean, You're setting these rules. Do our clothes shapeshift with us? Um... No. Yes, yes they do. Oh, they okay. do. <laughs> they do. Well, then that's great. Then, yeah. And we we can, it's at will, so we can turn into a human whenever. Yeah. Because I was going to say an octopus, because then you could still, like, open doors and stuff, but it occurs to me you could also just turn into a human and do that. Right, but an octopus... I was thinking octopus, because an octopus has lots of different things, like they can squirt ink, they can camouflage, um, they're semi-aquatic, they can fit through, like, a hole the size of a penny. You're unstoppable. But... Yeah, you've got a lot of stealthy things there. Okay, so hear me out on this one. If I'm an octopus, if I if I can transform into an octopus, I, like, uh, if I transform into an octopus right now, I'm gonna die, right? Like, I've got a sink, I'll fill yeah. it up, put you in there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, you'd be in on it, I'm sure. But, like, I'd have to go back to the ocean to transform while I'm swimming or something, you know? I don't know. I think, I'm pretty sure octopus can can move around and on land, can't they? 
not for a super long time, but I think they can briefly. Yeah. I feel like Finding Dory just lied to me. Yeah. The movie about a, an octopus in a coffee pot lied to you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Octopuses are way cool. But also, if I'm at the bottom of the ocean and I want to transform into a human... So up. The pressure will immediately kill you. I, I would be so dead. Yeah. Like, the extremes of where octopuses and humans inhabit just as species is, like, pretty large. But, but think think how cool you'd be at parties. Like, hey. But the thing is, you couldn't do that at a party. People would Maybe kill everyone's you. cool with it. Maybe you, you show up at the party like, hey, Dave, thanks for throwing this great party. By the way, I turned into an octopus. <laughs> just a heads up. So if you see an octopus, that's me. No. People would. I would have a party trick. Right? Oh you'd be the life God. of the party. You'd be dead. Somebody would step on you. It, it... Oh, man. No. Yeah, just imagine, like, uh, an eight-tentacled keg stand. That would be cool. That would be super cool. An eight-tentacled what? Keg stand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, You'd be a legend. You I would just... go down in history as the coolest D-Kai ever. I just don't... It's D-Kai. It's a fraternity. Nice. You um, might get sued for mentioning their name. I'm not sure. I, you know... I, I get it. Octopuses are cool, but I'm still on the whole, like, people aren't ready for a shape-shifting thing. Like, you know? People weren't ready for fire. Well, I think the best option is something that can fly, like a bird. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said like a bird. I can't think of anything else that does fly. Um, Pterodactyl. <laughs> but you also, if you choose, like, a bald eagle, that's not subtle whatsoever. Yeah. So, I was thinking, with the perks of flying, but also, like, something for stealth, you want a tiny bird, like a robin. Sure. You guys have robins. Yeah, we have robins. Yeah, yeah. or a uh, a um, an owl. Owls are good, but but again, owls. You can't be sneaking anywhere as an owl, can you? Well, you can. Owls are super stealthy. Yeah, you, like they you, fly you can't, super. Yeah, silent. their feathers are built to like muffle. But their owl wings. Yeah, and owls are pretty remote. They're like, but again, they can get close to humans, and some species can be okay with that. Um. So yeah. you guys are thinking like owl, owl's very majestic as well. Like if you right? shape for an owl, it's like, oh cool, but if you shape to Robin, it's like Oh uh, Batman. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. That's true. So but, owls are having a hard go, you know? Like So you can be the, the, the sort of ambassador to the owls and sort of figure out how to make things work. Well, I mean they're like they're being threatened by climate change. Well exactly so you can you can that, that's true. As a human, you can be like, hey, I'm going to work out, see what these owls need us to do. and Like a council of all beings kind of deal? Yeah, so you'll, you'll transform, you'll talk to the owls, be like, hey, what can we do? And they'll say, hey, stop having corporations and, and using Oh, and then I switch back to my human. And then you'll, go, you'll, fly, you'll fly to Congress, right? And then transform on the, the Senate floor <laughs> and be like, hey, Mitch McConnell, stop climate change. And he'll be like, oh my gosh, human owl. And then he'll be too stunned That's to so, stop you. It's crazy you said that, actually, because the... Um... The actual plural for um, the correct word for a group of owls is called a council. See? Ah, see? There you go. So that, was, that lines up pretty well. I was thinking, rather than like something strategic and like fun, uh-huh. I'd want to turn into something giant, like a bear or a moose, and just like barrel down a street. Because everyone sees a bear or a moose, they're like, oh my god, it's a bear or a moose. Oh, again, stop and... you're going to get hit by a car or shot by a I monster. saw a bear get hit by a car once and it got back up. Yeah, but that still wouldn't be a and fun you know experience how, for you know the bear, though. moose are? Moose are like massive. You could literally just like plow your way through anything, and no one could stop you. 
<laughs> Except is, for someone with a gun. That is also, I mean, bear is a good choice as well because the human interaction with bear, like, like again, bears can be deep wilderness creatures, but they can also come into to human habitation. Mm-hmm. There was so, one on camp a couple years ago. So you can be stealthy and like come into society, transform behind the dumpster that you've been eating at all day, and then and then walk away yeah. from it. And you can also go out and and ha- experience. Uh, a relationship with the natural world that no human ever had. But I Except still... the guy from Brother Bear. Sure. Which is essentially what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But I, I but I would never go into a city and do something that a, a natural bear would never do. Because I would I would I would as soon as a bear gets habituated, you get relocated, you would get euthanized, like you'd end up in a zoo that's not what I want. Well, can when we transform into these animals, Danny, as as sort of the lawmaker of this this scenario, can we speak like human tongues, or are we <laughs> are we limited to to grunts and hoots? Well, first of all, I just fact checked myself, and a group of owls actually called a parliament, not a council. So, well, hey, that now my example of Congress is even better. Well, they have True. a parliament. We have a Congress. I know, but it's it's the same. I they have a prime minister. <laughs> we have a president. Do we? Anyway. <laughs> well, neither do they, so... <laughs> uh, you definitely could not talk in your animal form, and you would only be able to make the natural noises the animal could make. Okay, so you'd have to pretend you were that animal for real. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't, like, walk but, into the city and be like, what's up, I'm a bear. But still... So a bear walks into a bar. <laughs> and, he, and he says, I'd, I'd like no, a, no, no. a gin and tonic. And the bartender says, oh, why the big paws? And the bear says, oh, I was born with them. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a bear. It's the, same, it's the same punchline. Uh, anyways, yeah. So I, I, I'm still. You, you guys are. I don't know. I, I get it. Be an awesome, crazy animal because you can. Can we be dinosaurs? Um, good question. Because I'd like to change yeah. my answer. So okay, then yeah, I'm changing to to a spinosaurus. Continue. Again, Isaac. you'd be shot so quickly. No, you wouldn't. You're a dinosaur. You'd eat people. No, you. The second you eat somebody, the whole. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yes, Dude. and they kill all the dinosaurs. No, in the they end. don't. They have to abandon the island in the end. Oh my god! Spoilers. That movie came out in the nineties. Dude, thirty years ago. Yes, I mean, we all did. The, the instant you you you. Be a, oh my god, there's a sentient dinosaur that's going around eating people. We have to kill it. No, I mean, they're not going to kill the dinosaur, are they? That's going to be like the most you know, scientific breakthrough ever. They're, they're going to do anything but kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to put you in a zoo forever. And then what's going to happen? And I don't have to fend for myself. Everyone will feed me once a day. You know how depressing it would be to live in a zoo? Zoos are more humane than they used to be. That's, that's, I did that's some no Googling. Point. I did... <laughs> it's like. Uh, that's. I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't know either, actually. But I, you know. No, I, I, I see where you're coming from, right? You'd want to, you'd, you'd want to sort of live a life, and not really draw attention to yourself. Yeah. But if you can transform into an animal, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to show that off? Walk into a party and like, what's up? I'm a Velociraptor. I'm, I'm, I'm like. I don't know why I'm using parties as examples. Scared enough to wear a new shirt out, you know? I. Uh, you, let alone transform into a whole other being and be uh, 
Fair enough. Out in society. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know if that's just like my own form of social no, I, anxiety, I but like. You're right. <laughs> but I can't imagine hiding in the shadows constantly if you could turn into an animal. It's not about hiding in the shadows, it's about keeping my spheres separate. Like, I. You've got your, like, your, your animal life, your yeah. coyote, coyote clan. Yes, I enjoy being a human being, but I feel like I could have a more thorough experience of both. Of both being a human and being an animal. If I was able to keep those spheres as separate as possible. Right? I have this unique opportunity that I feel like I'd be shunned by, by the rest of my animal clan. If, you, if, you... if there was the one coyote that was, like, hanging at the bar in the afternoon, they'd be like, come on, man. Like... And my, my human friends would also feel the same. They'd be like, dude, like, you know, so why not keep those separate and be human when I'm a human and a coyote when I'm a coyote and, and have that instead of, like, play this weird line of, like, hey, everybody look at me. I'm so cool. I can do both. Where I'm not, I feel like I'm not getting as deep of an experience in either. I never expected this question to get so philosophical. That's what we do here at Ketchup Cast. But you get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. I just, I just can't imagine keeping that hidden from my like i my think it'd be life. really hard to, to keep it hidden and, and i'm sure there would be people in both both spheres of my life that i couldn't keep it hidden from but let's let's use an example of of uh, a young man we all know and love peter parker okay he well, uh, he has to keep it hidden that he's spider-man sure S- spoilers i guess <laughs> um uh-huh you know that's so his his life's fighting crime and you know yeah been getting snapped by thanos that's all spoilers again um, the movie came out two years ago. It's all separate mm-hmm. versus, you know, he's Peter Parker. He's doing math and shit. Yeah, but but it, he's he's not getting. He has to sort of. He's dodging both, right? Like he can't fully commit to either because of the the divide. Mm, that's a good point. The, the the very act of having to keep up a secret identity denies you from fully embracing it. Right, but if he. Right, there's like three extremes here you could like yes you can be in the middle right and be like i'm gonna play both sides i'm not gonna uh like commit to being fully one or the other because i have this great ability to be spider-man and to be a coyote man um but he could go full full all the way and and reveal his identity and play up spider-man and be like yeah i'm this guy i'm this celebrity this is who i am like but i don't think he would ever be able to to like, the whole reason he does that is because he wants to be with uh, Mary Jane, right? True. And he knows that Mary Jane would would dump him if he was Spider-Man. Would you dump well, Spider-Man? In, in the wise words of the ancient sage and national treasure, Hannah Montana, you've got to get the best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. I can't argue with Hannah Montana. Got to be a blonde during the day and a brunette during the night. <laughs> it's the opposite way. <laughs> That's all we can really ask for, isn't it? Right? You know. We're all just trying to be Hannah Montana <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, so, yeah, you get what, you know? Okay, yeah. Or he could go full Peter Parker and, and be and like... hang up the Spider-Man cowl and forever? Hang, and, and say, you know, great power comes, great responsibility, and I can't live up to that. Because I'm 15, why are you asking me to do this? Right, and I have to, like, I, I, you know, I don't know. And you could do the, play the same thing with, with being a, an animal and a human at the same time. I think you guys are ready for the next question. Well, the conventions you'd get to go to. I'm, I'm ready. Moving on. 
<laughs> I mean, you say it on subjects, but I never expected to get that deep. <laughs> Alright, so our last question is, would you rather be able to turn invisible as long as you hold your breath, or be able to fly, but only at three miles an hour? So, every time I hold my breath, do I turn invisible? Um, no. But if you want to turn invisible, it requires you to hold your breath. And do I get tired by flying? Like, what's my stance? No, it doesn't exhaust you whatsoever. You can do it for as long as you like, but you can only travel at a speed of three miles an hour tops. Now, here's a... Can I, can I carry somebody with me when I fly? Good question. I think if it's anything over... Well, you guys do things in pounds, don't you? Anything five pounds over your weight, it starts to drag you down. Oh. Like, if I wanted to show off, I'm like... You know, do the Spider-Man or yeah, the, yeah. the Superman with the girl on, on one arm and flying with the other. Can't do that. If it's five pounds nah. over your weight. Bummer. Okay, well, I think the... Uh, see... I think the, the answer is obvious here, but I don't... No, what's... <laughs> well, I, I can't hold my breath that long. What's What am I going to gain from being invisible for, for 40 seconds? 40 seconds? Are you serious? I don't... You can hold your breath for at least a minute and a half. I probably can. I don't... You know, regular in game. Maybe if I could turn invisible, I would. But I mean, three miles an hour isn't that fast, but it's not that slow either. I mean, at a, if you're flying, you're fl- you know, I'm not flying. Yeah, but the U.S. The Air Force would shoot you down so quickly. And it's really more just for like the novelty of levitating. You just well, make your life a little bit mildly easier. That's what I'm saying. Like if yeah. I if I want to go to the library and there's something on the top shelf, I can just you know up there and grab. Again, if you did that in public, no, you'd. Depends on the public. If I went to school, depends on the public. Like if I, I, I don't like walking up the hill at school. It's a, it, it just is tiring. If I could just sort of fly up, regardless how fast I'm going, it's an improvement in my day. But means I can get to Mario. I think it'd be more like uh, you know, Marsley into Adventure Time. You just sort of drift around the place. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's true. But again, I, I, what benefit do you have to turn invisible that isn't some sort of like perverted thing? <laughs> Because that's that's the biggest use of invisibility that I can think of. It's like <laughs> sneaking into places you shouldn't be. Uh, I suppose that is a good point, but I I don't know. It's yeah, maybe maybe flight is is handier, but mm, yeah, invisibility doesn't really help with anything. I suppose. I don't, Danny. You 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 pose this question. What what are your thoughts on both sides of it? Um. I think in the long term, you can definitely get more out of invisibility. Um, with flight, you definitely get incredibly lazy. Yeah. Uh, what are you getting you out of invisibility? Pardon? What are you getting out of being invisible, though? Um, I mean, I think if I had that power, I would start living on the road, and I would just steal to eat, and I'd just do whatever I wanted. And I'd know that I could just hold my... I'd train myself to hold my breath for like up to three minutes if I could. Yeah. I'd just walk into like a, a big shop. And just grab some stuff and just walk out. Well, does, is the stuff? Do you, if you touch something, does that turn invisible too? Because I mean, yeah, everything on your person. Okay, because I'm gonna say if someone sees just like a box of Twinkies floating, they're gonna <laughs> think something's up if pretty well. If you can lift it off the ground, it becomes invisible. How did we get these powers? What's the, <laughs> what's the backstory? Uh, do you want me to flesh out an origin story for you? <laughs> Why not? Okay, so um, Ethan went to the dentist oh, no. and the dentist actually dropped out of dentistry school, so he never went through the part of school where he had to learn that you're not supposed to put the x-ray machine on full blast. (laughs) (laughs) 
These x-rays penetrate Ethan's body and turned his bones transparent. And now when he holds his breath, his, his lungs release this inner power in his bone marrow and turn him invisible. How did I discover this? Like, was I just... Hmm. Um, was I swimming one day and held my breath and then, oh god, my hands are gone. Yeah, that's actually how you got your name, Fishboy. Oh. That's your hero name. I love it. No, it's, yeah. What's Isaac's origin story? For flying? So... Isaac jumped out of a plane as part of a skydiving routine. He's a routine skydiver, actually. Right, as, um, as he does yeah, stuff. Little known fact. Uh, he jumped out of a plane, and there was a, a storm overhead that came out of nowhere. He got shot in a bolt of lightning, yes. traveling at three miles an hour. Um, yeah. It went, it went through his heart and suspended it in midair, so his heart is permanently just floating in his chest cavity. Um, and now he can drift at the speed of three miles an hour. All right, that's that's a collision story. What's his? Does he have a dumb name too? It's uh, it's never fall boy. Never fall boy. <laughs> yeah, dude, think about that with climbing. Oh, you, dude, you could free solo anything, <laughs> right? And just float off of it. You need to take a break. Just yeah, go back. Okay, I'll I'll take the flying. <laughs> Danny, is invisibility your choice? Like, have you settled? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I picked invisibility. Huh. Alright, so we're the new Avengers, I guess. Coming to a cinema <laughs> near well, you soon. Well, Avengers. There's, yeah. a, there's an opening, I mean. Who's our villain? What are we trying to gain? Climate change. What's the, uh. <laughs> it's the, uh. Wow. It's Animal Man. He's got lobster claws for hands and an elephant trunk for a nose. Oh, God. <laughs> and he can turn into any animal at will. Right, but, but he always retains those two qualities. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just trying to just, like he's he runs into a farm to disguise himself, right? Like, yeah. oh, so you're looking. There's just a herd of sheep. One of the sheep just has these massive lobster claws and a huge elephant trunk. Um, have you seen the movie Lobster? Did we talk about this? We've talked. I haven't seen it, but we've talked, uh, we've talked about it's it. It's strange. Um, not the one where you have a soulmate. Yeah, you don't find and, the soulmate. And, turn into an animal. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, man. Uh, on my watch list for about ten years now. Yeah, mine too. It's on Netflix, I think, or at least on it's US on, Netflix. It's on I know Netflix. Y'all yeah. have a different Netflix across the pond. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I don't even know why that happens. Yeah, we you actually get, use, you get all the new yeah, Star Trek. I don't. You can use American Netflix. Huh? Yeah, there's ways to do it illegally. Oh, I'm sure. You know, gain access to other Netflixes. Get a VPN or something. The dark Netflix, if you will. The dark. The dark. <laughs> yeah. What's it? What's it? All the episodes of Dance Nabi. <laughs> uh, That's big over there. You guys love Dance Nabi. Oh yeah, you know. I don't know. I've never watched much of it. I think I've seen two episodes. It's not my thing. I know you're pretty much there right now, right, Danny? Yeah, that's true. I'm currently in a a big stately home manor house. <laughs> Alone though, right? Like you're in this huge mansion all by your lonesome. Yeah. So spooky. Wait, what? Let's say that again. He's house-sitting right now. Oh, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's a long story, but I'm house-sitting in a spooky mansion in the countryside. Nice. That's how, like, murder mysteries start. There's going to be, like, a killer yeah, who escapes and, and befriends you. I won't get into it, but, like, the setup and everything was just, it's, it's textbook horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Is it, like, a creepy gardener that, like, hangs around, you know? Uh, no, but there is a creepy basement filled with uh, questionable art. Questionable art? What does that even mean? Uh, it's 
they're like portraits of faces. Okay. But they're very contorted. Oh yeah. So it's it's when you walk down there. Bear in mind, a lot of English houses don't have basements. Right. Uh, it's yeah. It's only really yeah. big ones. Uh, so you flick on the light, you walk down, and then there's these contorted human faces on grey canvas. Nice. Which is great. <laughs> which is very exciting. Yeah, that's awful. I hate that. So, um, one of my friends has uh, house sat for the president of our college, and he's got this this early early eighteenth century home, an old farmstead that's that's in. Yeah. Oops, ah, I'll bleep that out too. Again, I keep. <laughs> You're losing it. You didn't hear that, Dan. Well, because it, it's funny because this past weekend I was sharing stories about school and and all this, and everybody there knows where I go to right. school, so I can just like fluidly say it. So I'm not in the habit of mm-hmm. of censoring myself. Um, anyways, so she house sits for the president sometimes, and it's an old house, and there's old paintings with, like, eyes that follow you and stuff, and, uh, and she always wants another person there, because, like... Oh, big houses are so... It's definitely haunted. This house freaks me out when it's empty. And this house isn't really, even that old. <laughs> we're in, a, like, actually haunted space, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the, the president told her, like, right off the bat, like, Oh, you like yeah, it'd be great to house sit, you know, take care of the dog. You have some dog walking experience, that's awesome. She's like, Oh, that sounds like a great gig. And he's like, There's just one thing you need to know. It's it's, it's haunted. haunted. And she's like, Oh, I don't <laughs> believe in that. And he's like, Yeah, neither did I until I lived here. <laughs> and she's like, Okay. But she took the job anyway. Um, I have never seen or heard anything, but the dog will like get up and like we're mm-hmm. just chilling, you know, hanging out in the living room. And the dog will get up and like start barking upstairs, like, <laughs> like, like, it notices something that we don't, and kind of spooky. Or we'll be like playing fetch, you know, outside with the dog. It looks like you're playing ping pong. Lady. And 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 the dog will like get kind of spooked out by something, like in the middle of the field. Like there's nothing. It's not like a squirrel or something, and just like come back and like sit next to us and be like, oh, no, I ain't going over there. I'm not. I ain't getting that ball. Like okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's funny. I, you know, I feel like no one's a ghost person until they experience <laughs> yeah, something yeah. haunted. There's this theater in uh, in Hamlin Park, which is uh, in town here, Danny. Um, the the players theater. Yeah, yeah. And it's haunted. It's. I mean, everyone says it's haunted. You think so? Well, I've I've been there like at night mm-hmm. with all the lights off, and there's like a weird energy. Mm. But the spooky thing is, is, supposedly there's two cats, like two ghost cats, and if you sit backstage and sort of. Just if you're alone, mm. you can feel something rubbing up against your legs sometimes, Ooh. and like it's it's really creepy. I was sitting backstage once and just put my hand out like, kitty, kitty, <laughs> and something like nuzzled my hand. It was so terrifying. Nice. So, I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you have any well, ghost stories? Is, I mean, your buildings can't be any older than like 200 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you haven't really had that much time to like, accumulate that big of a ghost presence. So I suppose any ghosts that are actually there. Uh, quite powerful ones, aren't they? I didn't think about that. That's true. They're pretty fresh ghosts. Fresh ghosts. I like, to, I like to think all the ghosts in England are sort of just eventually the souls are just merged into one, you know, more of a, a consciousness huh. of ghostliness. But I guess you guys just have uh, just strays. Yes. Yeah. Loose ghosts. Did I tell you about my camp ghost story? You have a camp ghost? Yeah. We have, a camp, we have a camp yeah, ghost. Tell us. <laughs> so uh, there used to be an old hotel on the property. Okay, already super haunted. Right, which, uh, the old hotel with some cabins around the hotel. Yeah, because I don't know, uh, Danny, I don't know if you know, Isaac's also up in the Adirondacks during the summer, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, not too far away from where you guys yeah, are. Yeah, like an but, hour or so. Anyway. Uh, so, 
old hotel on the on the camp, one of the great camps of the Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. Like like there's there's a few on, yeah. on Lake George, um, and the cottages were were also for guests as well, and the uh, but they burned down in nineteen o something, nineteen o four, the turn of the century. This is this is like all the makings of right. It's like super perfect, and, and it really did burn down. Like there are pictures of the place on fire. It burned down, um, but all the guests from the cabins didn't see, didn't didn't know that it was burning down, and they all they all like woke up in the morning. Were like, what happened? Like, you mm-hmm. know, what's going on? But the uh, all the guests in the main house, the main hotel, escaped. They got out okay, except for one. Which is called the Lady in White, and we have a picture of her hanging up in the camp office next to the hotel, and next to her, like in the background, is this dark figure wearing like a black hood and like a black robe. I don't like this. So this is what Lady in White, and then this this guy in black robes, and and like the theory behind the picture is that the guy in black robes is death, like standing behind this lady. Good stuff. And and she is gonna die. And supposedly there's, you know, she was supposed to be wed or something and got stood up at the hotel and, you know, and then it burns down. Um, so I believe she was the only person to die in, in the hotel so as it was burning down. She's angry, too. And the only person that was not accounted for was the groundskeeper of the hotel. He, there was no remains found, but he wasn't, he, he you know, escaped or, or ran away. Um, and... Uh, Rumor has it that he started the fire and escaped into the woods behind the property. And for a few years after that, while, while a different property owner owned the fam owned the uh, owned the property, and then as it turned over to the Boy Scouts, you would like hear rumors of this this creepy old guy in the woods, like behind, like way oh. back there, that would like occasionally wander into camp and like steal things like food and a mattress and stuff, and you'd have to like scare him off. And the idea is that he's the groundskeeper. By now he'd that's be like terrifying. Yeah, yeah that's horrifying. Horrifying. By now he's like 175. Like he's definitely not alive anymore. But uh, that's that's but the idea. Linger. Sure. So this lady in white is like, uh, and people have seen him. Uh, one of my friends, Freddie, has seen him. Like for sure. I, like Ben, the the caretaker there, has seen him too. Like multiple people have seen this lady in white. So this was just my turn, right? <laughs> and uh, oh, you've seen her? Yeah, this is where the story is going, oh, dude. God, <laughs> so late one night, uh, this is my third or fourth summer working there. So I've I've been around, yeah. you know, and I know the I know the property really well. I've heard these stories, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I just gone through that training course that that I help teach now, mm-hmm. um, and I made it back to camp, and and you know, I I was feeling kind of sick, really worn out from from the the, the week of training and you know I, I i couldn't really fall asleep i was feeling kind of chilled but really warm like the weird like you know your body feels mm-hmm. cold but your skin is really hot i had to go to the bathroom but somebody else was in the bathroom there's only one bathroom in the cabin and i like really had to go i was like oh i'm just gonna go outside yeah. you know it's at the beginning of the summer so nobody's there there's no you know uh there's no uh students around at all it's just you know, just the staff. So I, I could get away with it. So I like stumble out. It's probably like midnight. Like it's really late, but I'm still up and I'm still kind of like, you know, not feeling well. So I get up and I walk behind the cabin and go to the bathroom. And uh, I kind of look around like, 
oh, it's late at night, like the moon's not out, it's a pretty dark evening, kind of kind of windy, and there she is, down way down at the path. Oh god. Like like, you know, uh, probably like 200 <coughs> yards back there. And it's like glowing white figure like and I can see her turn her head to look at me. Like so you're your most vulnerable. You're like, <laughs> while I'm peeing, I'm like shit. <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh my god, like what do I do?" And I like finish and then like pull my pants off and she's still kind of there looking at me. And I like turn to look away and like head towards the cabin and I look back and she's gone. Like she had evaporated or like walked That's off. That's horrifying. And I head back That's to the really cabin cool. and I'm like Jesus. sitting in bed like, did that happen? Well, I like, wouldn't be able to sleep the rest like, of the night. What the heck? Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> so, I mean, you could boil down that story to, um, creepy lady stares at your junk across the field. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can call the cops on this this ghost. You can get this ghost arrested legally. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. The the Adirondack yeah. police. Yeah. No, it's it's. I know, funny, man. I know we're running a little late, but I could share a, a similar ghost story we had at my place I used to work. Would love to hear a ghost story. Go for it. Okay, so these activity centers are kind of like camp, but not really. That I worked at the first one. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, one's all over the place, so it gets different ones. Um, the first one again is sort of like. Downton Abbey-esque sort of house with all the massive grounds and everything that we built all the high ropes on. Uh, but the kids still stay in this, like, big mansion house that's been, like, converted into, like, dormitories. Yep. But the history, there's a big, long history of the house. It was originally belonged to some rich dude, and then it got sold, turned into basically a mental asylum for rich people. So, like, back in the 1800s when if you had, like, a cousin who wasn't quite all there, Obviously, didn't have the resources to help them, so they're like, just stick them in a, stick them in a nut house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like a very cushy loony bin, basically. Um, and then after that, it was a, which is a whole other story because there's still like padded cells in the basement and stuff that are still Ooh. there with all the locks on the walls. Um, but then after that, it was a correctional center for delinquent, like delinquent boys. So like boys with behavior problems and kept, you know, was generally trouble for the parents and send them off to these schools yeah. where they'd be like, get loads of discipline. That's called the two for one. We have the mental asylum and this, like, this is like two yeah. stories. It's like of, McDonald's at the play place. Yeah. But, for, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the real story kicks off when uh, this, this boy who was basically an orphan and through like a mix up, he ended up being sent to this, um, this correctional school for naughty boys. He was a good kid. But he was like, because the basically the orphanage is like, we've got nowhere, like no room for you. We're just going to send you off to this school. Yeah. Um, so he, this good kid who just like, honestly, just had his parents killed. Um, so he died. I'm not sure the whole details of that one. But um, so he was there with the, all these really dangerous boys. And basically they uh, do like lots of initiation stuff. They just kept bullying him. There's loads of things. They put like a dead badger in his bed. Um, and there was like a rites of passage where you had to climb out the top window of the, the mansion house. And you had to like shimmy across like, I guess the gutter, kind of like a like a little lip in the wall. You have to like yeah. shimmy across the entire mansion and come back in through the same window. Um, but the boys had like locked the window, and so you like was stuck out there all night on this like little ledge. Uh, and then eventually, through like a series of bullying this kid, uh, he just snapped. He locked all of the boys in his dorm room and uh, put a flaming newspaper under the door and set fire to the whole room. Uh, and basically all the boys burned alive but the real spooky part comes in where that room when it happened 
is still like a it's been refurbished obviously um is a room where the kids can stay uh, no one's really that superstitious about it and everyone's uh, I mean it depends who you are really but uh, so they refurbished this old room room 30 where it happened and the smoke alarm in there always goes off to the point where the grounds the, guy, the maintenance guys they just basically set it so when that one goes off to just ignore it because it just no matter how many times they replace the alarm or how many different brands they use or how many times they rewire it that alarm always goes off for no reason so it's like the room's always burning oh, yeah. just constantly. Oh, and, uh, to, it's, it's a massive pain as well because they have to repaint the walls all the time because uh, they used to use wallpaper, but the corners kept curling from smoke damage. Obviously, there's no fires in there anymore, but there'd still be like smoke damage appearing on the edges and they'd always just like have this like charcoal smell in there no matter what they did. Oh, my God. Even like, you know, nearly 100 years after it happened. Wow. So, yeah, there's my spooky... Cam story. Why do they keep building camps on the sites <laughs> of like these horrible fires? What? Yeah. That's spooky. Wow, that is an intense story. Yeah, man. Jesus. Wow. So I have a ghost question. This is something <laughs> we so we had this old theater building at Denison and it was supposed to, you know, all theaters are kinda haunted, but this one supposedly had a ghost. It was a friendly ghost. But they, they tore this building down. It's a parking lot now. Yeah. So my question is, and I know you guys aren't ghost experts, I'm not either, but I, I figured this might be a, a good discussion thing. Bless you, Gus. Uh, what what happens to a ghost when the place that it like inhabits is gone? Huh. Well, I mean, with my ghost story, the the hotel is gone, right? And all the most of I think yeah, all the cottages are gone as well. There's nothing left of this old, like, eight, turn of the century great camp, but the ghost is still around, and and wanders. There's campsites built on the mm-hmm. site of where the hotel was, um, and that's where you would see it the most. That's where the, the, the ghost is definitely down to that area of the earth. It's definitely not anything to do with the buildings. So, yeah. So I have a haunted parking lot now. Is what you're, uh, you're saying? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Spooky. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was a lot shorter of a discussion than I was <laughs> expecting, but yeah, that answers the question. I think so, and maybe not forever. Like, I, I really get your point, Danny, about how like, you know, our ghosts are fairly young ghosts, <laughs> and you have a lot of older ghosts. And maybe the story that you told is, you know, a, a, a newer, you know, incident. But then again, you know, the camp that I work at is built on, you know, probably built on uh, Native American burial oh, I'm grounds. Sure. Like, I mean, it's you know. There's the Algonquin lived in that area. Yeah, there's, I'm sure. So it's like, eh, is that really like, wh- why are all the ghosts that we see white and and? Because uh, even the ghosts are racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whitewashing our ghost industry. Yeah. <laughs> this is the problem. With I want Hollywood. some roles for non-white <laughs> ghosts around here. Why is every horror movie with ghosts about white ghosts? Right. Come on. So that's it's like the. Um, the famous thing of uh, not all white people die in hot air balloon accidents, but only white people die in hot air balloon accidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I, you know. Do you think there's parts of the, I mean, speaking of hot air balloon accidents, do you think there's ghosts that just like have like a two-mile radius of the sky that they're just kind of stuck in? Hmm. And what makes a ghost? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Ghosts don't scare me too much because I feel like ghosts have never killed someone. Yeah, I'm not necessarily afraid of ghosts. They're just spooky, not scary. <laughs> they're uh, unnerving, but they're not like. I mean, I've been to some campsites and stuff in the Adirondacks that are 
really spooky. Like you like hiking along and and in the high peaks and you know even in in a lot of the canoeing places in the Adirondacks, you just like go down this turn in the river and you get this weird mm-hmm. like spidey senses are tingling and you don't really know why um and that's kind of spooky i think you gotta trust your spidey senses yeah i mean not to backpedal i know we've passed it but i just had a thought that um the reason ghosts don't kill you and no one a ghost hasn't killed anyone is because they know damn well that if that ghost was to kill you and then you become a ghost and you're both on the same ethereal plane (laughs) they're gonna kick your ass aren't they yeah (laughs) You can, get re- <laughs> you can get revenge through the... Can ghosts fight each other? I mean, we we can't, like, touch ghosts, right? Like, we, we pass through them. They're, they're a different ether than we are. But if we if, if you were on the same plane as a ghost, could you, like, make contact? Could you... I don't know. One of my friends got touched by a ghost. Oh? Yeah, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into it, but... <laughs> <laughs> from, your, from your eyebrows, it seems like you... You may have been about to continue. I don't. I don't know if I. No, want we you don't. To we don't need to continue. <laughs> we'll leave. We'll leave it to the imagination. Um, but yeah, and and I think the other reason ghosts might not kill people is because they know, the the cops are never gonna blame a ghost on a murder, right? They're always gonna find a human, like, a physical human to uh to blame the murder on. And I feel like ghosts don't. Ghosts are not being held accountable. Well, yeah, but they 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 might feel guilty about about sending an, an innocent person to to their death for like right a ghost might have a problem with you and they're trying to kill you but they know that some third party is going to get blamed for it and you know is going to get in trouble for for your death when unless they make it look like an accident i don't know i i haven't talked to many ghosts about how they plan their murders maybe a lot of accidents are just ghost murders oh shit <laughs> Right, like dude falls off a ladder and and you know dodged, but not ghost pushed him. Accident, but like nobody was there to see it. Oh wow! All all hiking accidents, you just go shoving people <laughs> off ledges. Some are people really dumb looking at their phone selfie thing and then falling off the. But anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> that's I don't know. I didn't expect this to get so <laughs> ghost centric as an episode, but that's yeah. I was wondering what you were going to put the title as. I, you know, it's sort of a, I never know. <laughs> There's a lot of good bits in here. <laughs> There's a lot of good bits. A lot of good bits. Yeah. You should just name it quality content. <laughs> a plus content. This is a good episode, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I ever know where the, you know, it's sometimes, a lot of times it's things Isaac says, because he'll say this like existential, like dread thing. And it's like, oh, that's a really good title. Yeah, Clinton's folly. Well, I just called the episode folly because we went on to discuss so much more folly than just <laughs> than just DeWitt Clinton. <laughs> just DeWitt Clinton folly. Uh, yeah, that's great. Hmm. So, Danny, how much? I'm just curious. How much of the show have you listened to? Uh, you're gonna hate me for this. I've listened to probably collectively about three episodes. Yeah, that's no, that's totally good. That's fine. That's great. That's better than me, honestly. I mean, we make them, so yeah. <laughs> it's all—it's the clicks that matter. Yeah, I was trying to get the vibe, uh, so I was obviously listened to like, the first couple like straight through, and yeah. the most recent one, I uh, like I sort of just clip through bits of it to sort of get what 
how have you guys we talk about and how long you want about stuff for so i didn't want to ruin the pacing no totally good yeah probably collectively definitely listen to a few hours of it oh sweet yeah, yeah. that's all we can ask yeah know, as long as people are listening it's funny we we started out we didn't really know what we were going to do when we made this podcast i don't know if we i don't know if we've ever come to a conclusion about what this podcast is no and i don't intend to no i, I kind of <laughs> like that it's this, this void but we've definitely gotten better at like moving bits along and just sort of yeah, I think for the first bit, for the first while, I didn't really yes and as much as like, <laughs> I was like, yes, no. <laughs> yes, new. New bit. Uh, no, but. No, but. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, yes that would be the opposite, wouldn't it? You know, so, but yeah, I think we've gotten better at that. Yeah. But. I could definitely say I've listened to worse podcasts. <laughs> well, that, that does mean a lot. That's great. And it's, it's also interesting, the, the concept of having a guest on a podcast like this, because a lot of podcasts will bring in a guest who's like an expert on something, right? Like, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, game design, and we're going to bring in Shigeru Miyamoto to talk about Mario. You know, that's, that's why you made the solid choice of getting me, who's an expert on literally everything. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the two episodes... When, when I'd have perfect subject line. And that was, that was the plan all along. But because we don't have, like, a, we, we don't have, like, we're not a topic podcast, right? We're just kind yeah. of a... a you know, we, bringing in a guest isn't so much like tell us about, you know, your expertise so much as another sure. another member of the conversation. I think that's kind of a cool, yeah, cool way to interact. It is fun. Yeah. I don't know, Danny, you told me a story once about like listening and with Morgan, and I'd I'd bring something up, and you guys would discuss it. Like you'd pause, discuss it, and then hear my side of the story. Yeah, it was. Um, even when we were sitting over there, we were just like, I just listened to it with the other side. We I even did it, like a couple of times. It wasn't a a ritual or anything, oh, you... but uh, <laughs> so you guys just like bring up a, a subject, and I'd be like, oh, this is really cool, and then me and Morgan like bounce some ideas off each other, and then we just play it, and then you and Isaac would just like bounce the exact same ideas. <laughs> Glad to know we're we're not off far off the beat, you know. It's all about <laughs> connecting to our fans. Yeah, that's great. But it's yeah, it's I I I don't know how how many friends you have that would want to be on a podcast, but I kind of like doing stuff with guests. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's a different energy than, than we normally have. Yeah, certainly, I wouldn't want to do it every episode. But and, it's... and it brings in a different context to, to, I don't know, our our friendship in mm-hmm. a way. Like the idea of this is, I was thinking a little bit about the, uh, the Green Brothers, right? The John and Hank. John and Hank, and it's like they do that whole like Thursday Tuesday thing mm-hmm. where they like you know do a short video, right? But instead of that, we're doing a podcast. And we're not brothers, and we don't write novels. Yet. So it's, but, it's very... Well, it's very different, but it's like the same premise of, like, we're still trying to keep in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. We just choose a public format in which to do that. Holds us accountable to keeping in touch. Sometimes. <laughs> Except we've been slow with... But we're, I mean, we're busy. Except when I, you know, dive off into the woods for three months, but... Happens. Yeah. Mm. Happens a lot. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's been great talking to you. Uh, it was really, really awesome meeting you, meeting a, a fan and a, a, a fellow camp, um, I don't know, camp uh, person, person, personality. Yeah, it's been fun. It's yeah. been fun to finally get you on the show. We've, we've been talking about this for months. I think it was one night on, on the porch of Hemlock. We were both in hammocks, and I just said, you should be on our podcast. And now, you know, months later, it's finally happened. So it's, I'm glad we, we got you on. Feels like a decade ago. It does feel like a real... Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think the next decade do is 2021. Don't do this like, again. I, you did this last episode. I, you know, because you don't start at zero, right? Like, 
Like, yeah, but, but it's, there's a duration. Yeah, so in, in that you sense... Don't, you don't start at one year old. Yeah, so in that sense, every year is a new decade from 10 years ago. 2015 is a decade. Time's from, a construct anyway. Right? Like, Danny, it, Danny's in the future right now, but we're still talking simultaneously. Time's a construct. All right. <laughs> On that note, uh, wonderful talking to you, Danny. Pleasure as always. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, I guess. Cheerio.